0: Well, happy hump day. (laughs) Takes on a whole new meaning uh, these days. Uh, And monkeypox in China. Question, did oil exist in the time of dinosaurs? Gold hitting those levels uh, and the U.S. dollar is really high. EV tech and materials all, what is it, modified in China and how long does it take to learn a language? Good question. Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky, and this here is my audio blog where I yik yak about some of the things that are going on here in Beijing, here in China, and some of the things that uh, affect us expats and uh, those who are not living in the country might be interested to learn about. I'm not sure if you saw this. Um, big news. <laughs> Funny news. Uh, not terribly good news, but uh, not horribly bad news either. In addition to uh, the coronavirus, uh, China now has um monkeypox. Why? Because some Chinese guy went to Germany, banged around a bunch of German men, and brought the virus back here. Now, my immediate question was, actually it wasn't so much a question, it was so much like, because the CDC, the Chinese Disease Control Center, or whatever it is, they came out and <laughs> they came out and said straight up, like, um, yeah, it, the virus is here. Uh, it's a contained issue, you know. Uh, and uh, but uh, beware of foreigners. Don't contact any foreigners and those people who've been abroad. Uh, so Chinese returnee returnees or any foreigners. So this, this, of course, caused quite a bit of consternation. My question, of course, was, well, if um, the CDC is going to admit that uh, this virus is here and that it is, uh, was because of a Chinese national returnee, um, are they also going to uh, say that, yeah, well, homosexuality is a thing here in China? And that, uh, what happens to this guy? that this is, Because is homosexuality actually legal in China? it is in Taiwan, homosexual marriage, they can get married there, but in China, they can't, so sort of by stating this, they, putting this out there, um, it really is sort of a, um, uh, it's it's not just about the monkeypox, I'd say this is actually about, you know, homosexuality in China, uh, because it's an admission that uh, um, there are gay Chinese people, and that uh, they do these sorts of things, they, uh fuck around outside of the country <clears throat> who can blame them right uh, but uh, so this is uh, one of the things that uh, uh, th- that was my question about the homosexuality and sort of the admission of sort of the uh, the presence of it uh, but uh, the, the 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 media uh, actually it wasn't just the media it was a lot of chinese people jumped on this too and, and foreigners foreign media jumped on this saying like wait a minute what just the, it's about the foreigners like that's what you got from this Um, I think it's since been retracted, and the guy, whoever came out and said it, uh, had to basically go back on TV and issue another statement saying, well, let me clarify what I meant. He had to, because he was basically blaming uh, foreigners. The way it was originally worded was that it was foreigners' fault in general for this virus being present in uh, China, and uh, that's, I mean... uh, don't think that's what he meant this is happened this happened again with before with coronavirus as well Uh, but um, it was one of these things where you kind of you laugh but you kind of laugh because you're like really (laughs) yes someone should have checked that one before it went out sort of thing on the upshot the pandemic is over Uh, not maybe not according to China but according to uh, US President uh, Joe Biden who said that pandemic is over, Uh, the virus isn't gone, but the pandemic is over, and that there are some, uh, although there's still some cleanup work to be done, sort of uh, things along those lines of, it's not, the pandemic itself is, has been addressed, even though the coronavirus is still around. The problem is, is that the US is not part of the WHO. WHO is kind of the one that goes on about whether or not it goes on record as to whether or not there is a pandemic or epidemic or not, not the United States. So I wonder if money has shifted hands here. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, Biden also, you know, promoted the fact that uh, the oil has come down so much, and that means it's going to, you know, things are going to be cheaper at the pump. The problem is that the US dollar is really high. And that's sort of contributed to one of the reasons why, uh, Oil has gone down so much because commodities are traded in uh, U.S. dollar. Uh, the other commodity, uh, precious metal, that's dropped substantially is gold. And if you look at the Commitment of Traders report, which is available publicly, COT report for gold, it's uh, it, ta- it talks about, um, <clears throat> or it shows, I should say, institutional vet- investors large investors and commercial investors like you and me um sort of their their positions and what their relative positions are to each other and the i go to finviz.com on their gold futures chart and i take a look at the chart that they have because that one visualized gives a visual representation of these three lines commercial commercial sorry uh institutional Commercial or retail and large investors in it. It shows that these three lines are coming together, and when that happens, it's like that's the time that you start buying gold. It got close back earlier in the summer. I was, I think, I was talking about gold as well, um, and there aren't too many people talking about gold these days. But uh, these, the COT report, ha- isn't wrong too often. I mean, it's it's a pretty. I've I've seen it happen uh, at least for gold um, and for like precious metals and things like that. Things like where it's so so where the the signal doesn't flash that often. I found it very helpful. Now, if you look at the uh, E minis and the uh, like the the E minis for like the S and P, uh, Nasdaq, uh, and Dow Jones, those, those ones are all over the place because those, those uh, markets are traded uh, like a huge volume. Gold, not so much. Um, same with silver. So I sort of pay attention to when the COT report, again, the commitment of traders report traders, that's with a D T R A D E R S commitment, commitment of traders report, uh, that comes out every Tuesday and it's free to, uh, look at, you don't need to pay anything for anyone, uh, pay anyone for anything. Uh, and it's those three lines are getting pretty close, which means it might be time to be looking at what's going to happen with the uh, the gold market. Maybe not just uh, the gold and the metal itself, but uh, the gold stocks as well, since no one's talking about them and they've been heavily beaten up. Now, it's not just gold, it's other commodities as well, um, like silver, even, um, like and of course the energy uh, commodities have been just trounced as of late, which brings up the issue of when Biden and even Justin Trudeau, uh, <laughs> I posted this comment on Twitter the other day, because uh, uh, someone made a comment about Canada, how it's not being uh, like a global player in the world energy market. And it's true. Uh, and a lot of people blame Justin Trudeau for that. I kind of posited the idea that it might actually be um, U.S. interference. I mean, the U.S. isn't innocent. Okay, let's, let's just get this straight there. It's not as, as if they kind of sit idly by and let people just, you know, um r- rise in in, in rank uh, especially in terms of you know uh, purchasing power uh, purchasing ability and stuff like that not purchasing power but purchasing ability uh money supply and stuff like that they they don't uh, and by money supply I mean like how much cash they can actually use to spend um their ability to buy things and stuff like that it's it, it's not a they don't just sit idly by the They'll. They notice. Yeah. They have people watching these things uh, to make sure that the U.S. sort of stays on top, sort of thing. And I kind of wondered, you know, is the U.S. kind of meddling with uh, Canadian oil? And because you know, conspiracy theory, kind of an idea, doesn't? It's not far fetched. I mean, if they're meddling in uh, the Middle East, I mean, what's to say that they're not meddling in, in Canadian oil uh, issues as well? Given that a lot of the uh, companies in North America, go both sides of the border. It's, it's. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, it's pretty, it's one big market, basically. And they kind of, they all sort of work to, I don't want to say work together, but they all have a lot of uh, things in common. They're all mining in a lot of the same places. Let's put it that way, right? Or drilling in the same places. Uh, so, I <laughs> uh, the responses were not uh, at all, like some of them said, yeah, it could be. Most of them were like, No, Justin Trudeau is a piece of shit. He's got to go. <laughs> no, one, no one was like, No, it's not Trudeau. Yeah, of course, it's the states or some other things. No, it, they 100%, a lot of people were, but 90% of the people blamed the current government of Canada, which is the Liberal um, Party government and Justin Trudeau. And this is, even though he's been in power for like a long time, and I guess the only reason why he is is because he sort of controls the largest voting uh segments of canada so like ontario uh parts of like manitoba and i guess like even parts of like in a lot of the eastern seaboard and then maybe some seats in the west but not too much the west is primarily conservative a lot of uh uh, uh, progress used to be the progressive conservatives but uh not so much anymore uh they're now just the conservatives and conservatives were in power up until basically uh, trump came in power and then canada had an election and that sort of changed things and so uh um, not not because of Trump, but that's when that changeover happened from conservativeship of being being a conservative government in power to a liberal government in power. Um so yeah, no one really agreed with me on that one. But anyway, one of the things that's uh, interesting is that with this whole push towards EV and China making a big push to um EV and robotics, uh it's not it doesn't seem like it's um it, it seems like it's a good idea. <clears throat> Until you sort of wonder were the metals and the minerals going to be uh, taken, pr- uh, mined, and produced uh, to to produce these EVs and the batteries and the whole infrastructure, right? Tesla's in China. Uh, they do a lot of work here. They have a, a, a gigafactory in Shanghai and they, they sell a lot of vehicles and it's a very sexy name here. A lot of people are proud to have uh, a, a Tesla, but uh, they are they uh, are they still are are they sourcing everything from china a lot of the ev materials like we're talking like lithium uh, manganese uh cobalt cobalt i think comes primarily from the republic of congo i think Uh, but uh, a lot of the others although they can be mined in bits and pieces around the world. China has a substantial reserve of these things or substantial access to these. Not only that, they process a lot of them them, and then they export them. And so what some critics are saying is that this whole push towards renewables, and this goes for Canada and the United States, with these uh, liberal, these left-leaning politicians and governments in power that are pushing this renewables, bad energy, bad fossil fuels sort of energy, um, they're sort of saying that what you're doing is you're pushing away what's cheap, easy and available and would employ a lot of people in North America and opting instead for these uh, materials that need to be exported to China to be processed, maybe even because of environmental standards that need to be sort of taken into account uh, in, in, these, uh, in, in this process. But uh, they have to go to China and then they have to be exported by china so they're 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 marked up they're pushing away the infrastructure that's there in favor for an infrastructure for a lack of infrastructure an infrastructure that is in another country which has been going through a massive trade war for the last uh, six seven eight years already Uh, seven years at least Uh, i mean china used to be the manufacturing hub of the world um for all the little trinkets and toys that we wanted. Now, it's trying to set itself up as sort of the manufacturing hub for these EV materials. I'm not sure what it's like in the UK or Europe, but the you know even with Rus- the, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, uh, Russia not being able to sell as much oil, some people, some critics are sort of saying, maybe, just maybe, this is a bit of an orchestrated ploy to set up, to put up, um, China in sort of a, um, a, a forthright position, an advantageous position when it comes to EV materials and uh, everything associated with uh, the electrical vehicle market. Now, again, a lot of innovation still happens uh, in the United States. like Tesla is probably the number one innovator. Uh, there's one here at CATL. Uh, and then I'm not sure if there's another, I think ByteDance might be researching their own batteries, but the biggest battery supplier, or one of the top, is CATL, based here in China. Uh, massive company, and they do a lot of battery work for everybody, not just China, for like the whole entire world. And they, I mean, they have they're sort of the innovators in that regard. Uh, they supply they're supplying some of um, Tesla's batteries as well, I think. Tesla still made their own batteries. Like when they first started, they made their own batteries. Now, where they sourced the materials, I I, I don't remember. Um, I know they, they talks about it in Elon Musk's uh, biography, where they talk they touch on a little bit about how he is so adamant about basically just creating their own product, uh, like creating it from scratch since nothing existed on the market at that time. Doesn't talk about where the raw materials uh, came from or was it was sourced or anything like that, but uh, that. Uh, All that being case i mean would you buy an ev if you're buying an ev if you if you know it's supporting um you know uh chinese economy more than like uh, the canadian economy or the american economy or uk economy do you care do you care where your your ev is made do you feel good about having an ev like an electronic vehicle electric vehicle that apparently is better for the environment even though a lot of the uh, materials are being processed in a country that doesn't have as stringent um, uh, restrictions uh, or standards for environmental um, protection and stuff like that. Keep in mind, a lot of those environmental protections, they're credits, traded. I listened to this one podcast, this one financial podcast, and he's been going on about ESG, envir- was it Environment Safety Governance, something like that. And so it, he basically... Ripped apart this whole idea that the ESG is any sort of viable, uh, feel good, or appropriate investing method because the whole idea of it is that uh, it's the people that own them, the ETFs, are buying up these oil companies that have either used credits or done like one little tweak in one part of the world that gives them that sort of checkbox, that that ability to check the box of, yes, we are ESG because we do this. We we, we plant more trees over here, um, and we bought more credits from this country over here, uh, from these people over here, and we've... Um, so we are net positive, we are net advantageous ESG rather than like actually being ESG, right? <laughs> Look into it. this is not I, I'm not just making this stuff up. It's, it's a lot of it has to deal with carbon credits and a, a lot of it has to do with uh, actually a lot of like China uh, buys and sells a lot of these things as well. There's a whole futures market based on this. don't I mean this is and not, I'm not blaming China. <laughs> I can almost guarantee you you know where this thing was invented. It was either in New York, Chicago, or London. I mean <laughs> probably not London, probably New York. Possibly Chicago, but it's futures market. It's these things that they cook up to trade uh, just because, you know, it's like, well, does it have to be actual carbon reduction or could we, you know, do a bit of uh, what's it called? Um, not aggregate. It's, um, it's an A word where you're using one to offset the other. I'm going to think of it once I hang up, but uh, yeah, basically um, arbitrage. There we go. So it's a bit of an arbitrage play where they're, you know, saying, well, okay, yeah, we're going to do this, uh, but uh, we're not, you can't actually, to, to modify a factory is a lot harder than just creating a carbon credit system, wherein on paper, you know, you, <laughs> you buy it from another company that doesn't create it, the company lists. So you have uh, 3,000 companies uh, all producing, well, a 1,000 of them producing this carbon crap into the air. Um, all, all of which we use, another thousand that are, you know, middlemen that are trying to clean it up, another thousand that don't use it at all, but are companies in name, kind of like that, where they're sort of explorers. They don't create any pollution, uh, but they're not really doing anything to, you know, get rid of it either. On some total, what's your average carbon credit, right? So this is, this is where uh, the, the slice and dice sort of futures market comes into play. I laugh, but uh, that, that's, that's your money market right there. That's what the, the big markets are uh, made of. This all kind of made me, uh, I saw this article actually about the how the dinosaurs went extinct, that it wasn't actually a uh, uh, an asteroid that killed them. And this sort of plays in because, you know, we use a lot of fossil fuels and a lot of it thanks to the, the Mr. Dinosaurs over there, Mr. and Mrs. Dinosaurs from many, many, many years ago. And if it wasn't an asteroid, they actually say it was uh, volcanic activity and that the asteroid didn't help. But at the same time, um, what happened was that there was a lot of this, a special type of volcanic uh, eruptions that occurred that created a, a gaseous atmosphere and that the that, you know led to the extinction of the dinosaurs. Uh, whether or not they all died at one time, I'm uh, not entirely sure, but you know, vast swaths of them uh, dropped dead as the uh, Earth's atmosphere uh, became rather poisonous. So this kind of goes against the whole you know uh, cl- climate change argument where how bad is it to uh, really uh, to be smoking, to be running your car all the time when when you're like, we have volcanoes spewing out lots of carbon and uh, emissions. Uh, we have solar flares that routinely hit the uh, the planet, the, hit the earth. I don't, I, I sound like I'm uh, anti-climate change. I'm not. I understand that human activity is gonna have an effect on it. But I also kind of, when I see these pictures from space uh, of countries and cities and I go, you see how big the world is. And you see how tiny these cities are. Yeah, the networks are huge, but you're going, it's just, it's unbelievable to think that we humans, although there's a lot of us, seemingly, and when you're sitting in a city, and there's high-rises all over the place, and there's cars all over the place, and it's a traffic jam, and you're sniffing back um, all those uh, uh, fumes, either from whatever vehicles that you're driving as you're on your bike, you're kind of going, you look, you take a step back, you, you look from the ISIS, the, not, not, the, not the organization, but the International Space Station, ISS, and you take a look at the world and you go, wow, that's a really big place. And you're telling me that all those cars, I mean, really? Really? Maybe in a few places, but all over the world? I don't know. You, you think nature is that susceptible to us I think it's a bit bigger I that's my personal opinion I I, I do think it's a little bit overblown um, you also don't see uh, miss uh, Thorn- Thornberg uh, on uh, the, uh, the the news anymore I think she's sort of been pushed off to the side a little bit no no idea right uh, Greta Thornberg right that that's her name uh, but uh, she's not talked about too much either so All right, well, folks, I've gone on about commodities and everything as well, but um, the basic point is monkeypox is in China, so careful who you lick. Um, Gold is hitting new lows, and so uh, you might want to buy a stick. And then, of course, well, (laughs) EVs are they all the all that and a bit more of the shtick, or is it more of a shtick? There you go, there you go. There's your uh, rhyming. Good question. I mean, it pays to do a little bit more research rather than just reading the popular media newscasts about these things and things like that. Start looking into the carbon credits. Start looking into like where these things are mined, where they are manufactured, where they're processed, how they're assembled. And I think you'll gain a greater appreciation for how interconnected this world is in terms of its EV push and where the shift of power could actually be. If it's not going to be a US power, uh, petrodollar anymore, is it going to be a Chinese electrified yen? I mean, and, and is, China, is Canada going to be able to participate in this? Or is the signal that the EV takeover has happened when Canada becomes a global player in oil? Because we'll be like the last ones on the block or something. Oh, goodness. Okay, I did have a few other things to talk about, but I'll leave those for another day. Folks, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, thanks again for listening. I appreciate it show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, stevenstierski.com. And if you ever want to have a good laugh at uh, how I actually record these things, I do stream this live on YouTube as well under the uh, SSAB handle right now or under my uh, YouTube channel as well. Okay, folks, thanks again. Happy hump day, but careful. Don't bang the wrong thing. Have a good one. We will talk again. Bye-bye.